Welcome to Zikhu Daf Siman Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Zikhu's Nazar Daf Nun Hey, the seventh parak Kohen Gadol. So the three types we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara suggests that there's a Malchokas Tanami about the nature of the Tumah of Eretz Amim. One who enters the land of the nations in a carriage, trunk, or closet, which are impervious to Tuma. Rebbe says he is Tame, and Rebbe Yossi Rebbe Yehuda says he is Tahor. The Gemara first assumes that Rebbe holds that the Tuma imposed on Eretz Amim is regarding its airspace, so the container does not protect him from Tuma. And Rebbe Yossi Bar Rebbe Yehuda holds it's because of the soil for possible unknown grace, so the container protects him from Tuma. Three alternate explanations are offered. Number one, all time hold the soil is matame, but disagree if a moving ohel blocks tumah, which we're going to talk about in the next point. Number two, all agree that the airspace is matame, but they argue if the decree included an unusual mode of entry, such as a trunk, as opposed to a boat or a wagon. And number three, they argue if he's considered tummy because they were concerned shemayotzi roshivarulasham. Perhaps he may extend his head and most of his body out over the soil. Pointing to the more before suggested that all time hold that the soil of Eretz Amim is matame. But Rabbi Yossi Bar Rabbi Yehuda holds Ohel Zaruk Shmei Ohel. A moving oil is considered an ohel. The container, although it's in motion, still qualifies as an oil to block the soil's tumah from penetrating. Rabbi holds Ohel Zaruk Loshmei Ohel. A moving oil is not considered an ohel, so the Nazar is not protected from the tumah beneath them. According to Argir, the Gemara challenges this interpretation from Abraisa, in which Rabbi Yossi Bar Rabbi Yehuda says, Teva Kalim, a trunk full of utensils, Vazark and one threw it over a corpse, it is Tameh. But if it was at rest, it is Tahor. This demonstrates that Rabbi Yossi Bar Rabbi Yehuda holds that a moving ohel does not qualify as an ohel. Therefore, this explanation of the Machokas is rejected. And point number three, the Mishnah taught that a Matsor's day of counting and days of confirmed Saras are not counted towards his Naziris. Rav Chista qualifies this, They only taught this regarding a short Naziris. But for a lengthy Naziris, that Saras days are also counted towards his Naziris. They do not count for a short Naziris simply because the Matsor must shave his entire body at the end of his Tahara process, and a Nazir must have a 30-day growth of hair to complete his Naziris. Rav Shurabiyah challenged him from our Mishnah, which taught that he begins to count after his Tahara and does not forfeit previous days. This cannot refer to a minimum Naziris of 30 days because since he requires a 30-day growth, he would forfeit his previously observed days after shaving for his Saras. Rather, it must refer to a lengthy Naziris, yet it states that the Saras days are not counted. He answered that it can be discussing a 50-day Naziris, for example, in which he observed 20 days and Saras developed, therefore he shaves for his Saras and observes the remaining 30 days of Naziris, the Ha'isle Gidoseyar, since he has the requisite 30-day growth of hair. Rav Chista successfully challenged on the next stop. So once again, the three points are, number one, the Gemara suggests that there is a Malchokas Tanami about the nature of the Tumah of Eretz Amim. One who enters the land of the nations in a carriage, trunk, or closet, which are impervious to Tuma. Rebbe says he is Tame, and Rebbe Yossi Rebbe Yehuda says he is Tahor. The Gemara first assumes that Rebbe holds that the Tuma imposed on Eretz Amim is regarding its airspace, so the container does not protect him from Tuma. And Rebbe Yossi Bar Rebbe Yehuda holds it's because of the soil for possible unknown grace, so the container protects him from Tuma. Three alternate explanations are offered. Number one, all time hold the soil is matame, but disagree if a moving ohel blocks tumah, which we're going to talk about in the next point. Number two, all time agree that the airspace is matame, but they argue if the decree included an unusual mode of entry, such as a trunk, as opposed to a boat or a wagon. And number three, they argue if he's considered tummy because they were concerned shemayotzi roshivarulasham. Perhaps he may extend his head and most of his body out over the soil.
Point number two, the Gemara before suggested that all time hold that the soil of Eretz Amim is matame, but Rabbi Yossi Bar Rabbi Yehuda holds ohel zaruk shmei ohel, a moving oil is considered an ohel. The container, although it's in motion, still qualifies as an oil to block the soil's tumah from penetrating. Rebbe holds, oil zaruk roshme ohel. A moving oil is not considered an oil, so the nazar is not protected from the tumah beneath them. According to Argir, the Gemur challenges this interpretation from a brisa, in which Rabbi Yossi bar Rabbi Yudah says, teva shehimolea kelim, a trunk full of utensils, vizarka alpenea meis tamea, and one threw it over a corpse, it is tameh. But if it was at rest, it has tower. This demonstrates that Rabbi Yossi Bar Rabbi Yehuda holds that a moving oil does not qualify as an oil. Therefore, this explanation of the Machokas is rejected. And point number three, the Mishnah taught that a Matzor's day of counting and days of confirmed saras are not counted towards his Naziris. Rabbi Chista qualifies this. They only taught this regarding a short Naziris. But for a lengthy Naziris, that Saras days are also counted towards his Naziris. They do not count for a short Naziris simply because the Mitzor must shave his entire body at the end of his Tahara process, and a Nazir must have a 30-day growth of hair to complete his Naziris. Rav Shurabia challenged him from our Mishnah, which taught that he begins to count after his Tahara and does not forfeit previous days. This cannot refer to a minimum Naziris of 30 days because since he requires a 30-day growth, he would forfeit his previously observed days after shaving for his Saras. Rather, it must refer to a lengthy Naziris. Yet it states that the Saras days are not counted. He answered that it can be discussing a 50-day Naziris, for example, in which he observed 20 days and Saras developed. Therefore, he shaves for his Saras and observes the remaining 30 days of Naziris, the Ha'isle Gidoseir, since he has the requisite 30-day growth of hair. Rav Chista successfully challenged on the next daf. All right, so now we get our simon for daf Nun Hey. And this simon was suggested to us way back in Brachas when we had the Choose a Simon Contest where every day for the last number of blot, people were offered suggestions for what we should call the simon, which would then be used throughout our going through Shas together. So for Daphne and Hay, we had three winners. They all suggested the same simon. We have Mordechai Kornbluth from Boston, Naftali Golombic from Brooklyn, and Noah Rubin from London. They all suggested, they all suggested that Daphne and Hay is a speed limit sign of 55. Speed limit sign of 55, 55 miles per hour. So here goes. The importer of Harry speed limit signs who came to Chutzgarts in a carriage pulled out a sign when he saw a trunk full of utensils whizzing through the airspace over a corpse not acting as an ohel, which was thrown by a nuz who was upset that his days of confirmed saras do not count towards his short naziras. Once again, slow motion. The importer of Harry speed limit signs, speed limit signs, that must be more enough. Nun hey. The importer of Harry's speed limit signs who came to Chutzgarts in a carriage, which reminds us, the Gemara brings three alternative explanations in the Malchuk between Rebbe and Rabbi Yossi Yehuda, in the case of one who enters Eretz Amim, the land of the nations, in a carriage trunk or closet, which are impervious to Tuma. So the importer of Harry's speed limit signs who came to Chutzgarts in a carriage pulled out a sign when he saw a trunk full of utensils whizzing through the airspace over a corpse, not acting as an ohel, which reminds us, the Gemara refutes the explanation that the Malchokas was whether one holds ohel zaruk shmei ohel, whether a moving ohel is considered an ohel proving. The Rabbi Yossi Bar Rabbi Yehuda holds that it is not considered an ohel, for he ruled in a case of a trunk full of utensils being thrown over a corpse, that they are tame. So the import of Harry's speed limit signs, who came to Chutzwarts in a carriage, pulled out a sign when he saw a trunk full of utensils whizzing through the airspace over a corpse not acting as an OL, which was thrown by a nuz who was upset that his days of confirmed saras do not count towards 
his short Nazirus. Which reminds us, the Mishnah taught that a Mitzvah's days of counting and days of confirmed Zeras are not counted towards his Nazirus. Rav Chista qualifies this. They only taught this regarding a short Nazirus, but for a lengthy Nazirus, the Tzeras days are also counted towards his Nazirus. They do not count for his short Nazirus simply because the Mitzvah must shave his entire body at the end of his Tahara process, and the must have a 30-day growth of hair to complete his Nazirus. Rav Shuravya challenges him from our Mishnah, and Rav Chista is refuted on the following Dav. So once again, the import of Harry speed limit signs who came to Chutzwarts in a carriage, pulled out a sign when he saw a trunk full of utensils whizzing through the airspace over a corpse not acting as an OL, which was thrown by a Nuz who was upset that his days of confirmed saras do not count towards his short Naziris. All right, so now it's time for four blah So the simmer Dafnun Alf is a gnawing beaver. So here goes. The gnawing beaver, gnawing beaver, that must be more on Dafnun Alf. Gnawing beaver. The gnawing beaver got so frustrated that he couldn't gnaw his way into a marble casket that contained two decaying corpses, which reminds us, a Bryce that teaches of which corpse has the law of corpse dust that a later falls matame, a corpse which was buried unclothed in a marble coffin or on a stone floor, its of is matame because there are no other decaying elements mixed in. Rabbi Yochanan said, two corpses which were buried together become an admixture for each other because each is a foreign substance to the other and their combined rekev is not matame. So the gnawing beaver got so frustrated that he couldn't gnaw his way into a marble casket that contained two decaying corpses that he tripped on hair that was connected to a corpse, which reminds us, Rabbi Barachama quoted Rabbi Yochanan, if someone cut a corpse's hair and buried it with the corpse, it becomes an admixture with it and the ensuing rekev is not matame. The Gemara quotes a Mishnah, all parts of a corpse are tame, except for the teeth, hair, and nails, but while they are attached, they are all tame. So the nine beaver got so frustrated that he couldn't gnaw his way into a marble casket that contained two decaying corpses, that he tripped on hair that was connected to a corpse, and landed on a pregnant woman's stomach as she started yelling that her uber is like her thigh. Which reminds us, Rav Yirmiya asked, is a fetus in a woman's womb an admixture or not? Do we say that since uber yerech imo, a fetus, is like the mother's thigh, for various halachas, it's considered part of her body, or since it was destined to leave her body, it's considered separate? Dafnun base. So the simmer Dafnun base is a newbie to Yiddishkeit. So here goes. The hairy newbie to Yiddishkeit. Newbie to Yiddishkeit. That must be more on Dafnun base. The hairy newbie to Yiddishkeit, who was a curator at the anatomical Tuma Museum, was shocked when his pet helmet that was missing a leg, which reminds the more brings a Bryce which derives that the shear for a shared simimitame requires until he touches a part of them that is tantamount to its entirety in significance, and the chumim assessed it to be the size of a lentil, because a chomet, the small sheretz, is the size of a lentil at its creation. So any part of a sheretz, this size is significant. The Gemara argues that if a creature missing a limb could still be matame, then a chomet even smaller than a lentil at its creation would be matame. The Gemara answers that a chomet cannot acquire a life force if it was missing any limbs. Only once alive could it continue living without a limb. So the hairy newbie to Yiddishkeit, who was a curator at the anatomical Tuma Museum, was shot when his pet chomet that was missing a leg knocked over an old spinal column on display, severing it from the skull, which reminds us the Gemara poses a question. Does the mission mean a spinal column and a skull together are matame? Or perhaps it means either a spinal column or a skull is matame. The Gemara's first proof is rejected. So the hairy newbie to Yiddishkeit, who was a curator at the anatomical Tuma Museum, was shocked when his pet helmet that was missing a leg knocked over an old spinal column on display, severing it from the skull, and then quickly ran to hide at the visiting display of six cases where one rabbi ruled Tame and the majority ruled 
Tahor, which reminds us, Gemara attempts another proof from a list of six cases, which Rabbi Kiva ruled Tameh and the Rabban ruled Tahor, and Rabbi Kiva later retracted. The sixth case mentioned was a spinal column and skull combined from two corpses. Now, if a spinal column and skull would each be Matameh independently, then the list totals seven cases, not six. The Gemara offers four answers. Dafnun Gimel, so the similar Dafnun Gimel is a Nigerian prince. So here goes. The Nazar who didn't become Tame by being in the same room with the scary, hairy Nigerian prince, Nigerian prince, that must be on Daf Nun Gimel. The Nazar who didn't become Tame by being in the same room with the scary, hairy Nigerian prince holding a quarter cup of bones and a ravius of blood, which reminds us that Gmore brings an early Malchuk about the volume of bones and blood for Tuma through an Owel, and our Mishnah and the Mishnah and Owel reflect a later compromise. The basin after them said, a chetzi cup of bones and a chetzi log of blood are sufficient for all Tuma, but a quarter cup of bones and a ravius blood are sufficient only to be Matame, Truma, and Kachim. Avalola Nazva Osa Pesach, but not for a Nazar to require shaving, although he's Tommy, or one performing a carbon Pesach. The Mishnah follows this position because it's a tradition received from Chagai Zechariah and Malachi. So the Nazar who didn't become Tame by being in the same room with a scary, hairy Nigerian prince holding a quarter cup of bones and a ravis of blood as a limb with insufficient flesh to regenerate was lying on the floor, which reminds us the Mishnah Daf Memtes on base taught that only a limb with sufficient flesh to regenerate is Matame through Ohel. About limbs with insufficient flesh, Rabbi Yochanan says, Eina Nazar Megalechalen, a Nazar would not shave because of them, even through touching or caring, and they do not commit to him at all. Rishwakish says, Hanazim Megaleachalan, Hanazim Mashe because of them, meaning they do transmit Tuma through touching or caring, which is derived on the next off. So the Nazar who didn't become Tame by being in the same room, with a scary, hairy Nigerian prince holding a quarter cup of bones and a ravise of blood, as a limb with insufficient flesh to regenerate, was lying on the floor, accidentally formed an ohel over a corpse holding a sword, as he ran out and stepped out. Onto a field, which reminds us. Abraisa teaches about the Pusik which states, And whoever touches on the open field the body of one killed by a sword or any corpse, it darshans each phrase to teach what is metame through oel. On the open field, this refers to one who forms an oel over a corpse. Sword teaches that the sword is metame like the body, meaning it can be metame with oel and impart the same degree of tuma as a corpse. Daphnun Dal is the similar Daphnun Dal, it is noodles, and we often use a pasta chef. So here goes. The hairy pasta chef Nazar, pasta chef, that must be on Daphnun Dal, noodles. The hairy pasta chef Nazar, who was thrilled he didn't have to shave for passing through a base of pras, where he touched a cleat that touched a maze, which reminds us the next mission list sources of tumor that a Nazar would not shave for contracting from them, either because their tumor is the rebuttal or because they're excluded. Including the list are schachus and pros, tumor transmitted from canopies or protrusions, a base of pras, a field in which a grave was plowed over and is rabbinically tame, Eretz Amin, the land of the nations, which is matame, a goal of a dofik, the cover of walls of a coffin, the kalim minogim a mace, and kalim that touched a corpse. So, the hairy pastor chef Nazar, who was thrilled he didn't have to shave for passing through a base of press where he touched a cleat that touched a maze, sat down to eat a bowl of noodles under a canopy formed by a tree branch and a stone protrusion from a wall, which reminds us the Gemara defines schachos and pros. Schachos, even a mesacha arts, it's when a tree hangs over the ground, the tomb is under one of the branches, which is a tefachim width creating an oil, but it's unknown which branch. Pros are protrusions extending out of a wall. Segments of stone extend out from a wall at a tefachim width and length 
bank and the tumor is under one identified protrusion. One who passes under one of these branches or stone protrusions is rabbinically tummy, which does not require nazar to shave. So the hairy pastor chef Nazir was thrilled he didn't have to shave for passing through a base of pras where he touched a cleat that touched a maze, sat down to eat a bowl of noodles under a canopy formed by a tree branch and a stone protrusion from a wall during his trip to Chutzgarts where Tumah was decreed because of its airspace. Which reminds us, the Gemara asks about the nature of the Tumah of land outside of Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Ami Mishuma Avir did they decree Tumah on the land of the nations because of its airspace to discourage people from leaving Eretz Yisrael? Or perhaps they decreed it because of its soil out of concern for unknown graves. A nafkamina would be where one entered the airspace while protected from the Tumah of the soil, such as in a large container, which is not contract Tumah. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do we have machok is whether a nazar would have to shave for touching or carrying limbs with insufficient flesh to regenerate? That's on duff. Nun gimel. Good number two. Which stuff are three alternative explanations brought in the machok is regarding one who enters chutzlars in a carriage, trunk, or closet? That's on duff. Nun hey. Good number three. Which stuff does Gamor discuss six cases which Rabbi Kiva ruled Tame and the Rabban ruled Tower and Rabbi Kiva later retracted? That's on Duff. Nun base. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn when a corpse is buried unclothed in a marble coffin? Its rekev is matame since there are no other elements mixed in. That's on Duff. Nun alaf. Good number five. Which stuff did a Mishnah list sources of Tuma? that a Nazar would not shave for it, such as going through a base of pras. That's on Dav. Nundalad. Good number six. Wish that they learned that it's determined that the Mahogs regarding one entering chutzwarts in a carriage, trunk, or closet is not whether ohel, zaruk, shmei ohel. That's on Dav. Nunhei. Good number seven. Wish that they learned a quarter cup of bones and a revise of blood are sufficient only to be matame, truma, and kachim, but not for a Nazar or one performing a carbon pesach. That's on Dav. Nun Gimel. Good number eight. Wish of the one the Rav Chista taught that the teaching that a Mitzor's days of counting and days of confirmed saras are not counted towards his Naziris only applies to a short Naziris. That's on Dav. Nun Hey. Good number nine. Which stuff we have a question if the Tumah of Erza Amim is because of airspace or land? That's on Dav. Nun Good number ten. Which of the one is the if the shear from Melo Tarvad Rekev, a ladleful of corpse dust, is a palmful or a handful? That's on Dav. None. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Avram Goldham Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.